Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast. We are back. Still off-season. Jimmy Garoppolo watch is still going on. We're in draft mode. We're at NFL uh, meetings, owners meetings in Florida. Um, the 49ers are always in the news. This news and the content creates itself. Back with me this week is my guy, Leo Luna. Leo, what is up, buddy? How are you? Oh, just chilling here in sunny San Diego, yet it's not so sunny because it is pouring rain outside. Um, you know, the, considering the prices we pay out here, the weather is just straight giving us a Will Smith to the face. Um, <laughs> but hey, you know, just just got to keep it going because usually it, it's beautiful weather out here uh, besides typical, say, two weeks out of the year. I feel it. It is. It was like 85 degrees down here in Texas. We usually get... It's storm season basically down here in Texas, so we've gotten a couple hailstorms, some tornado action. Um, so I guess, you know, it's just normal stuff for March. Um, Great. I'm flying in there on Wednesday. Looking you should forward be fine. To it. You'll be fine. Uh, there's nothing going on this week down here. Well, you never know. It's going to be a little it, – it pops up every once in a while. Um, really quick. You know what's awkward about that, the, the time I'm going there? because I'm landing in San Antonio right after March Madness was in San Antonio, yet it's a week bef- right before Ryan Garcia has a fight there in San Antonio. So, of course, I just, you know, I, I the week I go there, I get a Dame lillard list Blazers team um, <laughs> that are going to play the Spurs. That, hey, they may, they may take over that 10th seat over the Lakers, so we'll see. I, I don't even know if I'm going to... Uh, want to choose to go to any Spurs games. Lakers stink and the Spurs, well, we'll see how they do. Um, it is what it is. March Madness. It is March Madness in San Francisco uh, in the 49er land right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers. We have reasons why. We know why. But did they overplay their hand? John Lynch had some comments today that got the internet in a buzz, the NFL community in a buzz. Uh, let's get to John Lynch's comments on the Jimmy Garoppolo trade that didn't happen, the injury, the shoulder, pretty much everything. There were a, a ton of conversations, and I, I think there was real good momentum going into Indy. And then, you know, the uh, the decision that, that was made to for, for Jimmy to have surgery certainly uh, caused a lot of teams to pause and, and uh, at least slow down the process to do their due diligence. And then, you know, the quarterback musical chairs is going on. And all along, you know, we, we've understood that, that we really value Jimmy. And so it, never were we just going to give him away. You know, um, guys like Jimmy who've won a lot of games, who I love, who Kyle loves, who ownership loves, whose te- his teammates love him, um, they don't they don't grow on trees. He's, he's won a lot of games for our organization. And so um, we were always going to, you know, uh, hold uh, true to what we thought his value was. And, um, you know, I'd say at the combine there were real conversations that 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 were pretty far along. But then when when the shoulder surgery happened, and look, um, you know, I think the, the one thing I'll say, uh, the health of our players, um, Jimmy included, is always paramount. And he made a decision for his long term that, uh, that you know that, that along with doctors that, that he needed that surgery, and so we all bless that but that did affect uh, his market and so right now we hold on to him I think we're fortunate that we have three quarterbacks we believe in in Trey Jimmy and Nate and um, you know some people are looking for one so I think that's a a position of strength obviously you know there's um, 
you know, a lot of questions about what's this mean for Trey. I, you know, I think the, the great news is, uh, you know, we're, we're extremely um, positive, as I've, you know, as I've said, as Kyle said, on Trey's progress. And, you know, this offseason, he'll have ample opportunity. Jimmy won't be ready uh, until training camp. And so um, Trey will have ample opportunity, as will Nate, to get plenty of reps. And, and we're looking forward to that process. So, um, you know, we, we hold we, because we, we know what he can do. We know what he means to us. And, and uh, that's not to say that talks won't pick up again. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where that situation is. you would release Jimmy? Uh, I, I don't foresee that. He's too good a player, you know, so um, I don't foresee that. And, um, you know, I think Jimmy will be playing for us. So he'll be playing for someone else. He's too good a player not to be. Okay, John, I'm calling bullshit on literally everything you said. Literally everything you said. You have put your foot in your mouth repeatedly with this Jimmy Garoppolo situation. You can't sit here and say during the combine that keeping Jimmy Garoppolo will curtail your free agency plans and then say today that, you know, we did what we needed to do in free agency while keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. So which is it, right? You can't sit here and say uh, that we blessed the surgery for Jimmy Garoppolo when in reality you probably were hoping that that wasn't the case because you knew he had a $7.5 million injury guarantee and a surgery of that magnitude would likely lead him to not being healthy come the you know new league year starting. Then you bring up, we have three starting level quarterbacks. No one in the league believes Nate Sudfeld's a starting quarterback. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's just not realistic. Um, can you foresee Jimmy Garoppolo being cut? Yeah, no one can foresee. People can foresee that. People can't foresee that. So there's, there's different ways that the perspective on there is different. And the value that you kind of maintain for Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sorry, Kyle and John, the value is dictated by the market. And the market is telling you that the value for Jimmy Garoppolo is very, very low. And it was low going into the season because you created that value by telling the rest of the league that you didn't want this guy. You traded three or two first-round picks and swapped another first and added a third to go trade the quarterback, go trade for the quarterback of the future. Before you did that, you were very, very public in your courting of a Tom Brady in 2019 after a Super Bowl appearance. with um, Matthew Stafford. You hear about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, every quarterback that was available, you inquired about. So you told the league exactly what you thought of him. So what is the league supposed to do after that, right? How many offensive minds in the NFL are thinking they can do a better job with the quarterback than Kyle Shanahan did? And you just told the world you wanted to get rid of this guy. So yes, you may have maintained a certain value for him, but the rest of the league did not. And to me, at this point, they've botched this whole entire Jimmy Garoppolo situation for the last 18 months with their actions and now their words. Leo, talk me off the ledge on what's going on with this 49ers team. Did John Lynch just slightly throw Jimmy Garoppolo under the bus there? Yeah. How how many times have we seen, you know, political john lynch within his answers it, it was you know they get talked about oh oh, what is john supposed to say that jimmy garoppolo is not they're going to cut him like so he gave a political answer yet when it comes to the surgery john's not being so political talks were good things were progressing and then they decided to take the surgery 
oh, we had momentum. Oh, and then Jimmy decided to choose his long-term health and have surgery. He mentioned the the timing of the surgery about three to four times there. Once again, John Lynch is very political within his answers. So political, saying that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on this team next year if he's not traded. Um, Yet, talking about the surgery, it doesn't align with John Lynch's style. So to me, it's a little slight at Jimmy. Like, hey, I'm still being asked questions about you because you decided to get your surgery late. This is on you. This is on Jimmy Garoppolo on his team. This is not on the 49ers. This is not on on John Lynch. This isn't on Kyle Shanahan. Um, That's basically what I get out of that type of conversation there. Um, And for the people to say, what is John Lynch supposed to say about Jimmy Garoppolo's too good of a player to be cut and... um, He'll be on this team next year if a trade's not moved. Like, what is what is he supposed to say that Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be cut? Like, no, he doesn't have to say Garoppolo's going to be cut. But you could say that, hey, we're you know we're doing every single using every single resource to find a, a home for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been made pretty clear on our end. It's been made clear on his end uh, that it is time for Trey Lance to take over the quarterback position. Uh, and maybe it's a process that'll take longer than we initially uh, initiated at the end of the season. Maybe it'll take us into training camp. Maybe it'll take us right before week one next year. Uh, But this team is moving forward with Trey Lance. And if if Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know, he'll have a new home next year. Doesn't we're not concerned about the timeline. Like, like you don't have to answer that in that exact way that I just did. Um, but you could say, Hey, there's a, there's, you know, John Lynch is very political with this. Like, Oh, there's no timeline on, on a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it takes two to tango. Uh, we'll extend our resources. We'll exhaust our resources. And then we'll find that match with, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo as well. I said um, after the NFC championship game, I think the Niners were cut him. And I still believe they're gonna. I still believe they end up cutting him. But yeah, and I, 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 you told me that multiple times, and I've been reluctant to say, yeah, they're, they're gonna cut him. But how many offers do they receive? Zero, according to them. <laughs> Jeez. Zero substantial, you know, substantial offers. You know, they there could have been a conversation like, hey, look, Kyle and John, we'll give you a fourth round pick, right? That to to the Niners, that may not have been a real offer, right? Because they have their value that's set. Again, the market dictates your value. The 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 big guy, the big names got moved. Watson got moved. Aaron Rodgers stayed, and Russell got moved. Right? Carson Wentz is that second tier guy. He got moved, and Matt Ryan, and those guys got moved for you know decent amounts, right? So where does Jimmy fall in 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 the order of those guys? I think Jimmy would be slightly above Wentz, right? I wouldn't say he's like head and shoulders better than than Carson. So you know, you, you ideally you could possibly get something for him there, but I, you know, it, it the questionable part the questionable part is the surgery issue, right? You you the timing of it doesn't make sense, especially if these conversations have been had. John Lynch was asked if um, <clears throat> if Don Yee and and Jimmy Garoppolo have been granted permission to seek a trade. John Lynch quickly replied with a yes. So yes, they they are working to get him out of here. 
Um, to me, I, I think we said it plenty of times on the pod. This this always felt like the Sam Bradford, Carson Wentz situation in Philadelphia, right? Everyone was like, oh, this is Alex and Patrick. No, it's not Alex and Patrick. You have a frequently injured middle-of-the-road quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Bradford, and a young rookie quarterback that was taken third overall who happened to go to the same college as Carson Wentz, right? This situation is playing it over and over and over again. The only problem now is now the Niners have to hope for an injury, right? And that's wrong to think like that, but I think that's what their plan is. Hey, maybe somebody gets injured, a team that, you know, looking to make the playoffs and they can, you know, just get by with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But the other part of this is who wants to pay that contract? Like, what team would want to pay that contract before the surgery? The Niners obviously don't want to anymore, right? Another team would have to inherit that contract or extend him when they know he's not the future answer, right? Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch made that very clear with their actions over the last 18 months that he was not the future. So why would another team believe he would change all of a sudden in, in their roster or in their locker room? That's not the case. It's not going to happen. Um to me, it, at this point, plan A was to move him as soon as possible. Plan B was to, you know, try to get him healthy enough and try to move him for, you know, a different level of, of picks. And right now they're on plan C. They got stuck with an injured quarterback. They can't move him. And literally, to quote Kyle Shanahan, like, it, it's funny how things come full circle. Kyle did not want to be left at the altar in last year's draft when it came to quarterbacks. And now Jimmy Garoppolo is standing there at the altar trying to find a suitor for, um, you know, on another team. Would Carolina do it? I don't know. Would the Seahawks do it? Probably not. Texans, they like Davis Mills. So this quarterback carousel has stopped. There's not many places for him to go or for him to go to even be a starter. Right? Is Jimmy Garoppolo a starter in the NFL? The answer is yes. Is he a starter for teams that are in transition? Maybe. But those teams have made those decisions, right? The Steelers went and got Mitchell Trubisky. They plan on drafting a quarterback. There's just a lot of question marks around Jimmy Garoppolo in this whole entire situation. I think they've I think they've completely botched it. And I think John Lynch's comments were really telling. He he added on um, Monday when he was speaking to the media, uh, we value strength at the position, Lynch said. To be completely forthright, though, when we make a trade of that magnitude for Lance, most of our options did not include Jimmy on our books or on our team. But you always have to adapt, and a series of events happen that it didn't work out. But that's um, that's the, that's not a bad thing. We feel positive with it, and we'll make it work. Like, John, you failed. This is not business 101. This is bad business. This is bad, bad business. The market dictates the price. You overvalued your asset, and the rest of the league knows it, and now you're stuck with him until something bad happens to somebody else or Jimmy Garoppolo just literally asks for his release. And I don't think he's going to ask for his release just yet. We're banking on a situation of Sam Bradford that happened in 2016. And before Sam Bradford, when was to that situation the most recent i don't know because this is not a common scenario that happens uh so and when looking at it sam bradford's 2016 year it was 
because Teddy Bridgewater had a non-contact injury, went out for the season. Minnesota thought they had a contending now team, so they went and got Sam Bradford from the Eagles. And the Eagles, they obviously had Carson Wentz, like you alluded to. Um, Sam Bradford's 2016 season. It seems like it would be on par with Jimmy Garoppolo if he moved to somewhere, you know, friendly of his sort type of quick release through the middle of the field, um, nice and short. We're not doing a Bruce Arians, Brian Leftwich offense like they do in Tampa where they just want to air it out. Um, Sam Bradford, 2016 with Minnesota, 7-8 and eight record in 15 starts. Seems about Jimmy Garoppolo-like outside of Kyle Shanahan. 71.6 completion percentage. Uh, you know, Garoppolo is about a 68% guy, not not too far off. Uh, 20 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Touchdowns is probably on par. Interceptions is, you know, we would expect more from Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback rating, <clears throat> 99.3. Like, this is, other than the interceptions, this is Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is who he is. And teams know that because they've seen the situation up and down before. I think part of this also, <clears throat> the optics of it, right, for the 49ers as a franchise, right? Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a shoulder surgery. Should the Niners cut him? I think they should. Will they? Probably not. Why? Because they have an image to maintain it here as well. They want to continue to do right by the players that are on their roster. D. Ford should have been gone a long time ago. He's still here. Brock Coyle was released, but they still paid him. They took care of him, right? They tried to help facilitate um, other trades with players. They honored Navarro Bowman's requests. They took they take care of their players as they leave. And I think it's the same with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I don't think that's I don't think that they owe that to Jimmy, but it's just kind of how they operate. Yes, you got injured under our watch. So rehab here. Get you right until you have to pass a physical and then we'll release you, right? Or you stay with us, rehab here, get healthy, and we will try to find you the best trade spot possible i think this is where having john lynch the player as a general manager also comes into effect here um it doesn't mean that i don't think they didn't botch it i think they botched this entire situation but part of me believes that they want just to make sure they do right by jimmy garoppolo based on what jimmy garoppolo had brought to this franchise over the last five years what do you think is more likely jimmy garoppolo going to a team that got left at the altar through the draft like, they didn't get their guy, whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether it's Malik Willis, whether it's whoever. Um, they didn't get their guy. Is that more likely than saying a team getting a Malik Willis, getting a Kenny Pickett, and realizing that this this kid's not ready? This, this kid's not ready, and we should probably go make a vet move, depending if you like the rest of your roster in camp which scenario do you see happening more or at least have as a higher percentage of being reality to me it always it always comes back to him being cut honestly because yes the team can draft a quarterback or the team could be left at the altar just for the just because of the, the term we're using here think okay, let's 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 think about this detroit they're picking second do they love jared goff the answer is no would they draft a quarterback probably 
But can they go and pay a Jimmy Garoppolo along with Jared Goff and a rookie quarterback? The answer is no. Carolina, good fit for Jimmy. Sam Bradford getting $18 million this year. If the Carolina Panthers take a first-round quarterback, that's what, another $8, $9 million, and then to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and figure out his contract, you want to have a $45 million quarterback room? Probably not. Pittsburgh Steelers, will they draft a quarterback? Probably, because Mitchell Trubisky is not their long-term answer. Mitchell got $7.5 million. You add a rookie quarterback in there, you're probably in that $8, $7 million range there. You're close to $15, $16 million in a quarterback room. Would you trade assets to get Jimmy Garoppolo? The answer is probably no. Seattle. Niners aren't going to trade him to Seattle. I think that was just out of the picture. They like Drew Locke enough. And would they kind of semi-tank the season to be in the Bryce Young sweepstakes or the C.J. Stroud sweepstakes in 2023? I think that's more likely. So when you go through the four possible landing spots for him, the answer is no on all four. The fifth option here is the Texans. But I like Davis Mills, and I think the Texans do too. And I know we're, me and you weren't real big fans of, of Davis Mills, but he did show quite a bit on a bad Texans team that he can play and would have been probably QB3 in this draft class had he came out this year. I just don't think there's a landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo unless someone of significance gets hurt. And that significance, like, let's just, for example, let's just say Ryan Tannehill goes down because he has an injury history. Would the Titans call San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Ryan Tannehill hands the ball off pretty well to Derrick Henry. I think Jimmy Garoppolo could do that too, right? They run a similar style offense. He's a fit, right? I'm not saying that he, that that's going to happen here, but that's what the Niners are hoping for because the teams I just listed, they're likely not in the Jimmy Garoppolo business or the Jimmy Garoppolo price tag. When you really start to look at the cap situation for all four of those teams, it doesn't make sense. And that's another thing. That's another that's something also infringing on a Jimmy Garoppolo deal. You got to pay this guy, and you got to send assets. It doesn't make sense. And Carolina put themselves in this own position because they gave Sam Sam Darnold a uh, fifth year option before he took a snap for them, which is really stupid, right? And then you got to figure out Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't operate like that. I said it from the jump. Jimmy Jimmy never made sense in Pittsburgh. Never, never, ever. Does Philadelphia maybe make it make make a call if they're not into Jalen Hurts that much? But I think they like Jalen Hurts quite a bit. Unless they can go get a C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young next year, like it that's that's all dependent on what happens um, this season. What about Miami? Mike McDaniel's? Does he like Jimmy Garoppolo enough to move on from Tua? No, I think Tua is going to be there this year. I think Mike's going to get a year to figure it out. And Mike probably will have some leeway there to, to make a decision going forward if they want to move off of Tua. The QB carousel is going to continue. And I think the big two of the biggest things why Jimmy Garoppolo is still here, the injury and the money. It doesn't make sense financially for these teams to tie themselves to this guy for two, three years to make that money disappear that he's owed for $25, 26000000 million. At the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, in, in, a, in the game of musical chairs, he's left standing and there's no more chairs. You can't have Jimmy Garoppolo out there with Trey Lance. It's kind of having your ex-wife and your girlfriend living in the same house. Yet, all your friends come over for, for a get-together. And they're close with the ex-wife. They're going to hang out with the ex-wife. 
your new your new girlfriend in this situation, Trey Lance, is going to feel like the person on the outside. You don't want that situation to happen. Thankfully, I've never been in that situation. Yeah, no. And and hopefully none of you have. But that's just a situation you avoid, and that's a situation the 49ers need to avoid by all means. Um, Because you have guys like Eric Armstead saying, Jimmy Garoppolo saved us. You you really want Trey Lance in the locker room with that. Yeah. Contending with that. Like, no. there's a difference between pushing a guy to the best of his abilities or saying, oh, we don't know if you're ready where you're going to compete with Jimmy Garoppolo and his $27 million. Just doesn't make, doesn't make sense. If I were to throw money on Jimmy Garoppolo being on this roster come week one, I would say he won't be here. Yeah, no, I, I fully believe Jimmy Garoppolo won't be here. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo takes another snap <clears throat> in San Francisco. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo sets foot back into the facility. Jimmy Garoppolo is training and out and re- he's recovering in L.A. Um, so I think that's kind of where he he's going to remain until something happens with a movement or a trade or a release. Um, I think teams are going to wait the Niners out with this. I think a release is coming. And it's probably gonna be right before training, right, right before training camp, or probably first week of training camp, when he clears a physical and passes. Um, I think the Niners will just go ahead and do it then, um, because they have no incentive to do it right now. Now, can they make some moves? Yeah, you can free up some space by extending Ibukum, extending Jimmy Ward, maybe reworking Fred Warner's contract or or Trent Trent Williams. You can do those things, but I don't know how much money they want to push down the road um, for them to do that. Enough of Jimmy Garoppolo. Debo Samuel. He's not getting traded. So I think everyone can just calm the hell down. He's not getting traded. The Niners aren't going to trade him. If any, if anything, Kyle Shanahan loves Jimmy Ward. He loves Fred Warner. He loves Trent Williams. And he loves Debo Samuel. Like, if he could rank his four players, if his top four players, he'd, it would be those guys. Um, the conversation was brought up with no real merit to it, right? It was... Yes, the Jets have interest because Lafleur and Sala were connected to Debo Samuel when he was a Niner, right? And then the Elijah Moore situation with the Jets, he played with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. If anyone is getting traded this offseason out of those three, it's probably D.K. because Seattle's in such a rebuild. The San Francisco 49ers are going to pay Debo Samuel. Now, how much are they going to pay him? I don't know. But it's probably not going to be as much as Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill because he's only done what he's done for one season. He's been injured three years in a row. Okay. The production isn't there. Now is the, the production can be a issue with the quarterback, right? We all know Jimmy Garoppolo's limited, but Debo Samuel made the most out of everything with the 49ers. He's not getting traded. The conversation around it is a fair one because the 49ers have been known to make the tough decision, right? I always go back to the DeForest Buckner situation the guy never even got to a second second contract with the Niners. He had his first rookie deal, and once he kind of priced himself out, the Niners allowed him to seek a trade. Will this get to that point with the San Francisco 49ers and Debo Samuel? Probably not because you have a rookie quarterback under contract. So you're able to go ahead and extend him, and you're going to want to ex- extend Nick Bosa. The Niners are in a position now where they can carry four, five, six guys with $15 million or more cap hits. They can do that now because of Trey Lance's contract. So once Jimmy Garoppolo is out of the picture, 
Debo Samuel contract is getting done, and I and I, I fully believe he's going to be in that twenty-two to twenty-three million dollar range, maybe a little bit less because, like I said, he's only done it for one year. Whereas guys like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, I think, when together combined have like eleven Pro Bowls and like six or seven All Pros. Like that's that's the difference between those two guys and a Debo Samuel. Now, granted, Debo's twenty-six and he's only been in the league going on year four. Whereas Tyreek and Devontae, I think, are both going on year eight or nine, um, respectively. So Debo's not going anywhere. Everyone can just chill the hell out. It's just a conversation because of previous things that this front office and organization have done with these players under the Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch regime. I just find that whole scenario funny. Uh, The New York Giants, or Jets, excuse me, are keeping their eye on these three wide receivers from the 2019 class who hasn't been extended yet. And I've been keeping my eye on Carol G for years and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it's like, okay, that, you know, that's funny. Well, I can guarantee you the 49ers are keeping their eye on a Jamel Dean. They're keeping their eye on a Jeffrey Simmons. They're keeping their eye on a Brian Burns. I know Brad Graham would love that. Um, you could just say that same situation. And because, like you said, there's no merit to it. They're just guys from the 2019 class without an extension. That's literally all it is. Next thing you know, there's going to be a report about so-and-so keeping an eye on Nick Bosa. I I guarantee you, it's not going to shock me. What's actually funny about that draft class is I forget Dwayne Haskins was in that draft class. Um, Just because of his, you know... he inconsistencies in Washington and where he is that in his career. I forgot Dwayne Haskins was even there. Um, or, or uh, Deandre Baker was in that draft class as well. I can tell you what the 49ers won't keep those eye their eyes on those two guys. So we could play that game all we want. Um, we could play the game of, Oh, John Lynch said that uh, DeForest Buckner was going to be a 49er for a long time. And now he's saying this exact same thing about Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. Okay, you're giving me one example of John Lynch and that situation not working out. He said the same thing about Fred Warner. It worked out. He said the same thing about George Kittle. It worked out. They said they wanted Trent Williams here. You know, for a while. they want to lock him up. They almost lost him. Deal. They almost lost Guess him. Guess what? They almost lost him, but they got him. So you're you're giving me uh, one situation out of, you know, what, five, I would say, five yeah. important players. I'm not going to count every single freaking player here. Those are five franchise players. So all of a sudden, it, it's like someone shooting three-pointers, and he goes one for five, and you're going to say that 20% is better than the other 80. No, it's not. You have the data. Yeah. 80% of the time, they get it done. And I would say it's higher than 80% because we're only going off of five situations here. Yeah. This this deal with both Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa get done, it happens with Debo Samuel because, like Trent Williams, if Kyle got to put his foot down to go over, over their predetermined budget, Kyle will put his foot down and, and make sure that Debo Samuel gets locked up similar to Trent Williams. Nick Bosa that's going to be the price of his position. It, He's getting 30 a million. generational talent. You have a generational talent. You, you keep those guys. Um, 
oh, DeForest Buckner was a generational talent. Okay, yes, but interior defensive linemen don't get coveted like edge edge rushers. They don't. And Nick Bosa is not just an edge rusher. He's hella good against the run as well. Um, so he gives you both aspects of the game. Debo Samuel, we know who he is. These deals are happening. Uh, whether it happens this offseason or it's something that ends up taking longer, just because I believe the Samuel situation is going to be difficult. Based on where the receiver market's going, based on how the 49ers operate, that may it may take us longer than this offseason, and I wouldn't be shocked by that. Nick Bosa, I would, I would expect probably this offseason. I've been looking at the edge rusher signings or extensions for like three years now because, yeah, since since he was a rookie and we saw what he, how valuable he was as a rookie, you saw Miles Garrett's number, you saw TJ Watt's number. I was like, all right, Nick's getting 30. Easy. Joey got almost 30. Nick's going to hit 30. And that is probably, that is going to be the bar for Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa is going to see easy $120 million guaranteed. Easy. Right, Debo Samuel probably sees fifty, fifty-five million dollars guaranteed, easy. And I think you know if you're the the the, the thing with DeForest Buckner, they also had Eric Armstead here. Though both of them were due contracts, well, not both of them were due, but Armstead was on his fifth-year option, and they kind of had to figure that out. So they went with Armstead over Buckner. You couldn't pay both, and I understand positional that. flexibility. I think that's what they went with more with Armstead. Absolutely, you could, you could put Armstead at edge. You could put him at three tech. Uh, you're not putting DeForest Buckner at edge, so they went with the lower t- lower price tag with positional flexibility. Um, and Armstead's a good player for those who yeah you, for those who don't think you, he is. You lose Nick Bosa. Who do you have at edge? I like Evicon. Cassius Marsh, baby. Oh God! Hey, the karate kicks though. Yeah. And, I, you know, with the Nick Bosa thing, like, we saw this defense for two seasons before Nick Bosa got here, and we heard them week in and week out that they were missing their edge rusher, right, their nine-technique guy. They got him. They're not going to let that guy go, period. And the same thing applies to Debo Samuel. Um, now, will Debo be here 10 seasons? I don't know. You know, maybe it's going to be eight. He's an eight-year guy here in San Francisco, right, because he might – he might play himself into a third contract, right? Depending on how well his body holds up. So, you know, on that third one, that's when you're like, okay, now it's time to churn it and we'll get somebody younger, blah, 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 blah. That's normal roster churning and normal NFL, you know, contracts and cycles. Um, but Debo Samuel will, will most certainly be here. I think part of the issue with the conversation around Debo is people didn't read the articles, right? People read the headline and freaked out. But at the end of the day, Rich, Rich Samini... His his article basically just said there's nothing imminent. There's nothing even in the works. It's literally the Jets are keeping an eye out on DK, AJ, and Debo. And like I said, I think if anyone's getting moved, it's likely DK. Um, just because Seattle's in such a weird transitional period right now. But AJ and, and Debo should be long-term Titans and 49ers. So I don't, I don't put any stock in what Rich Samini was selling because he wasn't selling anything at all with the, that article. Look, and, and there's also a narrative that I want to dismiss. I've heard a few times now that you got to let Nick Bosa play another season because this guy's injury prone. You don't want to pay him um, right now. You you kind of want him to still pr- like really we're going there. 
He played 16 out of 16 regular season games in 2019. He played 17 out of 17 regular season games in 2021. And he played on the worst turf in MetLife Stadium that knocked him out for the 2020 season, week two. Let's not act like it, like if it's Nick Bosa's injury-prone type of player. No, it's he's not. Took literally the worst field in maybe America to knock the guy out for the final 14 games in 2020. The dude is, he had 15 and a half sacks this year. He led the league in QB hits, like, or excuse me, led the league in tackle for losses, Pro Bowl, both times in a full season. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and to be clear, Nick Bosa's knee got torn up because he got folded over. Like, he got landed on, too. Like, that's another part of that injury. So I don't think Nick Bosa's injury prone or anything like that. But you also want to pay him early before he gets a, I don't know, a second All-Pro or another Pro Bowl. Or what if he gets 20 sacks next year? What if he cracks 20? Price goes up. 35 per year. That That's what that'll equal. You pay him don't early. You, that? you get that out of the way. Just get on it. But, yeah, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel will be here long term. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be here at least until training camp. Um, we will continue to be here, me and Leo, going forward. Plenty of more stuff to get to. Hopefully next week it's a lot less Jimmy Garoppolo talk and more draft talk. 49ers still have nine selections to make, and hopefully me and Leo can get dig into some safety prospects that the Niners should consider. Um, but we'll get to all that here coming up in the next episode. Um, <clears throat> we appreciate everyone tuning in. As always, this is uh, a great pleasure of mine to do this for Niners Nation. Um, and as always, shout out to, to Rob for doing everything for us in the back end. Um, Leo, let the folks know where they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, whatever else you're working on. That'll be at LeoLuna93. That's on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at HobbyVague underscore. And make sure you're following everything at Niners Nation Podcast Network. We are still on Jimmy G Watch, Jimmy G Trade Watch, Jimmy G Cut Watch, hashtag Jimmy G 2022. Whatever it is, the 49ers continue to provide us with a lot of discussion. Um, But until next week, everyone stay safe. Go Niners. Peace.